0: This morning we're going to be in Psalm 150, which is the very last of the Psalms. It's interesting, the Psalms were the songbook for the Hebrew people. And so in the songbook, it was a little bit wider than what we might consider a hymnal. It wasn't just, it wasn't just the, the things that we might consider appropriate for religious singing or for hymns, but they sang about all sorts of things. And there were times when they were happy, and there were times they were sad, and there were times when they were coming to God for blessings, and there were times when they were coming to God asking for their enemies to be taken care of by Him. I mean, everything that they thought about and expressed as a people of God, uh, they put into song throughout those 150 chapters. But it's interesting, although there's such variety in this collection of different songs that we call psalms, the way they are put together is very meaningful. At the very beginning of psalms, in psalm chapter 1, we are taught taught how to have the blessed life. It begins, blessed is the man, or blessed is the one. And we're taught, here's the way we should walk and live and and, and breathe. And this is how our lives should go if we want to walk in God's blessings. And then all those different types of psalms that we talked about occur through the book. And then the book end, though. And and remember, you're always taught what's at the beginning and what's at the end. They're very significant. At the end, we come to this chapter And this chapter is simply all about praising God. In other words, we start off in in Psalm chapter one, and we are taught how we are to live, how we are to think, how we are to focus our lives. And then throughout the Psalms, we talk about all the situations in life those mountains and those valleys. Those points when we're in perfect health and there's those points when we're about to fade away, our life is barely with us. Those points when we're on emotional highs and lows. Those points when friends are around us and those points when we feel surrounded by enemies. All throughout the Psalms, we see all these circumstances. And then we get to the end, and it's basically telling us in this last um, chapter of Psalms, hey, no matter what time, No matter what you're in, no matter what you're going through, in the end, what we need to do is praise the Lord. And so as we uh, focus on this passage today, it's a very simple message, but yet it's a profound one. It's one we need to to take in and to breathe in and to be a part of. As we read the scriptures, I'm going to ask... You know, usually this is just me reading out loud and you guys silently following along in your Bibles or on the screen. But I'm going to ask when we come to the words praise the Lord or praise God or praise Him, any of those phrases, I'm going to ask for you to read them, to speak them with me as we go through this chapter. So please stand now as we read Psalm 150 and join me on praise the Lord, praise God, and praise Him. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. Praise him with the sounding of the trumpet. Praise him with the harp and the lyre. Praise him with timbrel and dancing. Praise him with the strings and pipe. Praise him with the clash of cymbals. Praise Him with resounding symbols. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Father God, we come to you today with an offering of praise. We want to praise you. And Father, we want to learn better from your word how we can praise you when we can praise you, in what way we can praise you, because we want to sing your praises, not only so that you may hear them and receive them as an offering of praise, but that a watching world may see us praise you no matter what season of life we're in, no matter whether we're on lows or highs, that they may see us praise you and your name might be glorified. And those who are lost may be drawn to you, and those who are away from you may be strengthened and encouraged. And Father, we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. The sermon is simply entitled PTL, which stands for Praise the Lord. And I want us to think about how and when and why and all that kind of stuff we should praise the Lord. Number one, we should praise the Lord everywhere that we can. It tells us in verse 1 to praise God in his sanctuary, praise him in his mighty heavens. In other words, we can praise God in those formal places of worship, and we can and we should. When we come into this place, it is about praising God. It is about lifting up His name and glorifying His name. And so when we come together for a worship service, for a Bible study, for a retreat, wherever we're at, and we're gathered together as a bunch of Christians, we should praise the Lord. But also, it shouldn't just be in this religious place. He said, praise him in his heavens. In other words, anywhere and everywhere on this earth, from ground level all the way up, praise the Lord wherever you are. If you're somewhere way below sea sea level, you're down in the depths, and you're in a big basement or low place, praise the Lord. Guess what? If you become an astronaut one day and you're high up in the heavens, praise the Lord. Everywhere that you are in life. From the top to the bottom, we should praise God. There's not a a single place, your home, your school, your community, that you can't praise the Lord. And some of you may doubt that, but guess what? Some of the, the greatest evidences of people praising the Lord I've ever seen are when I have been with people in prison. And you would like to think sometimes, well, no, that'd be a hard place. How can you praise the Lord when you're locked up? And yet I have seen Christians, believers who understand that though bars may lock them in and physically they are trapped, understanding that spiritually they are free to praise the Lord. So wherever we are in this world, we should praise Him everywhere that we can. Secondly, we should praise God for everything that we can. Listen to some of the things here in verse 2. Praise Him for His acts of power and praise Him for His surpassing greatness. So there's two different categories of, of, of things that we can specifically praise God about. Number one is His actions, his, his great deeds. When we think about what God has done in our lives and in our world, we have cause to praise Him. We have cause to say, God, You are amazing. God, you created us, you formed us, you made the mountains, you made the valleys, you made the universe and everything in it. And we can think more specifically in our own lives about the things that he has done in our family, the things that he has done in our lifetimes, physically, mentally, emotionally, whatever they are, praise God for what he's done in your life. But there's also a second category, a second area where we can praise God, and that is just simply for who he is. It doesn't have to be about, oh, God, you did this, but God, who you are is worthy of honor and glory and praise. And so we can begin to praise him for his attributes or his character. God, you are loving. You love me so much. Your word tells us that you are love. God is love, the Bible tells us. God, you are holy. You are set apart from this world. God, you are patient. We talk about the patience of Job. What about the patience of God? If you ever stop to think about how patient he is with you, I mean, when I think about how patient he is with me, it blows my mind. Because I'm thinking, if we were, our places were swapped, <laughs> i said, uh-uh, you done messed up one too many times, Timbo, you gone. You know, you're out of here, I'm going to wipe you out. But God doesn't do that. The Bible tells us His mercies are new every day. We think about God as as our security. The Bible tells us this in so many ways. It talks about God being our rock, or God being our fortress, or talking about gathering us under His wings, and on and on and on. So we can think about the security that we have in God. We can think about the power. We can praise Him for His power because He's in control. When we're not, when we are weak, he is strong. So we can say, God, you are so powerful. We can praise him for his knowledge. When we don't get what's going on, we don't understand, we can trust that God knows it all. He sees the big picture that we don't. God, you are all-knowing. You get it when I don't. And we can praise him. So his love, his power, his kindness, on and on and on, all the attributes of God. The Bible tells us not only praise him for what he does, but praise him for who he is. Because he is worthy of our praise. So we praise him everywhere we can, in everything we can. Third, we can praise him, we should praise him every way we can. I love these verses because they kind of make all of us a little uncomfortable. Regardless of what our religious background and our tradition is, Something in this collection will usually make some of us a little bit uncomfortable. Praise him with the sounding of trumpet. Praise him with the harp and lyre. Praise him with the timbrel and dancing. Whew! That's rough for some folks. Praise him with the strings and the pipe. Praise him with the clash of cymbals. Praise him with resounding cymbals. You know, we can praise God quietly, but we can praise God loudly. There are some clashing symbols. There's a, there's a high volume there. We can praise him being still, but we can praise him moving. We can praise God with almost anything and everything we do. And sometimes that pushes us out of our little comfortable box where we have learned, well, I like to worship in this certain way. You know, I, I'm cool with that, but make sure you don't judge others who worship in a little bit different way. Okay, your hand may be glued to your hips, but if somebody else's kind of goes out, you know, there's kind of levels, you know, some people, they're here, and that's, you know, and then some, oh, and then some's here, and that's all right, whatever level that you're at, that's okay, how you praise the Lord. And some people sit in, in worship in quietness before the Lord, and some people loudly celebrate, some people are still, some people like to move. I noticed a couple of weeks ago, I won't call out names, but I noticed that before the service started, our choir had already come in, some music was playing, and there was a few of our choir up there you know, just kind of moving a little bit with the music. And I thought, well, you know, that's all good, because some were straight as the board, but others were kind of swaying. And, and that's fine. God says, however you need to praise Him, praise Him however you can. And God created the diversity within us. We're all made differently with different likes and dislikes and, and abilities and talents. Praise him in the way that God made you. Praise him however you can. Praise him, number four, with everyone you can. He says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Everything that has breath. Now, I'm not sure how all that works. Or cows and pigeons and ducks and everything else, like that. But I sure know that as human beings, we have a responsibility. The psalmist is making this as wide as he can. Praise him. Jesus kind of took a little bit further. On that day of his triumphant entrance into the city of Jerusalem, when the downsayers and the naysayers were saying, Jesus, rebuke the disciples, rebuke the crowd, because they're calling out to Hosanna to you. You need to stop them. And he said, hey, if they didn't do it, the rocks would cry out. So even things without breath should praise the Lord. All of creation, in fact, the Bible tells us, sings of the glory of God. It all praises him. When you wake up and you see a beautiful sunrise, when you see a beautiful sunset, when you look at the stars in the sky, all of them, the Bible tells us, that the heavens declare the glory of God, that they pour forth day after day, night after night. Creation, apart from humanity, it's doing its job. Just by existing, creation proclaims God's glory. We as human beings are the only ones who mess it up and don't get it right. We're the only ones arrogant enough to think we can limit our praise to just a certain little time, maybe on Sunday mornings, maybe on Wednesday nights, maybe a little private time in the morning or at night. But we are to be praising God. Our actions and our words ought to be praising Him. And He says, with everything that has breath, in other words, let's get together and do this. Let's gather together like we are here today. It's wonderful to worship God by yourself and to praise him by yourself, or just with your husband or wife, or with your family, or with a small group. But we need to gather together and we need to praise God and enjoy praising him together. Finally, I want to say, fifth and finally, we need to praise God every time we can. We need to just realize there's always something in uh, there's always an ability to praise the Lord. Even in the darkest moments that we face, there is always something because we have a hope and a future, because we know that the Lord works um, through everything to bring about his good for those who love him. Not everything is good, but everything God works and takes even those bad situations for those who love him, the Bible tells us that he is working for our good oftentimes this is just having the right mindset oftentimes this is just thinking hey let me find the good in this instead of focusing on the negative which we can all do and and you and I both we we know people who live their lives focused on the negative you know they are constantly talking about how bad and murmuring and complaining you don't even want to ask them how they're doing Because you already know before you ask them, you know, just, just poor mouth and bad mouth and complain and whine. But what about simply looking on the bright side of things and simply saying, God, you've done this. Now, I tell you, sometimes it's just a mindset. Yesterday afternoon, we headed to Starkville. We said, you know what, we're going to get destroyed, but at least we won't burn up today. Praise God, there is some good, cool weather. And so that was what I tried to focus on. Didn't even worry about that game. I knew how that game was going to go. For a second in the first quarter, they almost tempted me to believe. But then, you know, I knew it just wasn't going to be good. But I, I had my mindset. hey, this is probably not going to be good today. But boy, isn't it nice not to roast in the sun along with 50,000 other people. It's nice to have this cool weather. And sometimes we have a choice in life. What am I going to focus on? The fact that we're about to get slaughtered or the fact that there's nice, cool weather. And we have to just choose not only to be, this is more than just being a glass half full type of person. This is going ahead and thanking God that the glass is half full. This is going ahead and saying, God, I'm not just positive because I think, oh, I believe in positive karma or some kind of nonsense like that. No, I am positive, God, because I know you're in control. And I've read the last chapter in the book, and I know who wins. And I know that we have hope and future. I know that the resurrection of Jesus Christ means in the end one day, I'll rule and reign with you. I'm going to go through some hardships and trials and some troubles here in this life, but I know the end of the book. I know the end of the story. And so I can praise you, and I realize that you're working even in the midst of the struggle and trial. God, you're working, so I'm going to praise you. So here's my invitation to you today: Praise the Lord, whenever, however, with whomever, in whatever circumstance, choose to have a mindset. This doesn't mean that you're fake and that you go around with the pasted-on smile all the time. Guess what? As believers, we're going to grieve. We're going to get angry. We're going to get disappointed and frustrated, and all that is reality. And the Bible never tells us to pretend like that's not real. That is part of our humanity as long as we live in this world that is fallen and full of sin and sickness. But he does tell us in the middle of that junk, in the middle of all the mess that we go through, that we should never be hopeless that we should always realize there is a God in heaven who loves us and is powerful enough and strong enough to bring good out of the most difficult things that we go through. And because of that, because of what he's done and who he is, you and I can always praise the Lord. Let's go to him in prayer. Father God, I thank you today for who you are our Creator, our Redeemer, our Sustainer, our Savior. God, you are amazing. Your kindness and grace and mercy and on and on and on. God, we don't even have the time to to sit here and and list even even the ones that we could think of with our limited minds. But God, help us to take the opportunity to, to, to try a little more often. To think about how we can praise you and to lift your name up. Because of who you are and because of what you've done, in whatever situation, in any time of life, in any place we are, God, help us to give you the praise and the honor and the glory that you are due. We ask all these things in the precious name of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.